to do the Misa with Rabavron Kamai. He went to buy a, a Kinnis. He went before Tishabod. He goes to the Moshe's forum and he gets a hold of the Kinnis and uh, he tells him a price and he starts hanging with him. So he says to him, Rabavron, you bought Sforum here for many years, you never chiseled on the price. At this, uh, all of a sudden, you try to give me a hard time on the price. He says, listen, uh, most for my I buy, I want to learn them forever. This sake, I only plan on using one year, and then I'm not going to need it anymore. So why should I pay you full price if I only plan on using it once? So uh, we hope that uh, if you invested money in a kinesis book, you, you know, you, you get ripped off. Right, right. You got the saw. So anyway... That's a hard problem. That's what I was thinking. State in the Pasuk, in, in Kohelis, and it says, Eis Lifkais, the Eis Lifkais. There are different times that Kohelis talks about. So, in the Pasuk, that says, Eis Lifkais, Rashi says, this is Tishabov. Tishabov is defined by Rashi as Eis Lifkais. Eis Lifkais is, Rashi says, we also love him. When Mashiach comes, Ozi Mole Sukhaitim. But now it's Aislifkois. This is Tishigov. It's also brought down that we'll be zoicher to the Gula because Rachel Mavaka Albanecha. The Kodesh Baruch Hu said, "Mani koylech mi bechi, yeishchalu pulavim shavu me eretzayim." So to a certain extent, it's the tears of Rachel that helped to bring Moshiach. And state in the pasuk, the bchi of Loi v'sachanunim oivilein. So. We see that there is an Indian that um, a person should cry, and through tears we can bring Mashiach. The problem is that it's not so possible to cry. In other words, uh, they, they give a marshal of a uh, of a yid who was married for many many years, and he wasn't zayshet to have children, and finally. We're getting on in years, and miracle of miracles, his wife became pregnant. And they go to the hospital, they to give birth, and whatever. The doctor comes out and he says that um, there's a complication. We can only save one person. You have to make a choice, your wife or the baby. So um, he says, let me call my rabbi. There's no time. You've got to make a decision on the spot. He says, okay, I'll have to ask my wife. So they go into the woman and explain to her the situation. And she says, listen, all my life I've wanted a child. If I don't have a child, what do I need to live for? Let the child live, and I'll give up my life for the child. So they make that decision, and she just tells her husband, always remember that this yingle should know that I gave up my life for him. Okay, so... The next day is uh, the mother's Levaya, and a few days later is the baby's bris, and uh, the father takes the son to the Beisoylem regularly, and he tells him about his mother. Comes the boy's bar mitzvah, and the father gets the boy prepared, and he says, now is the first time you're really going to be able to say Kaddish for your mother. And you're going to daven for the yomit, because the baby bar mitzvah is your yard site. And so uh, he davens for the yomit, and he comes to say Kaddish. You know, when he says a Kaddish, he just davens it up. And the father says to him afterwards, 
how could you say a Kaddish like that? You know what? Your mother gave up. Your mother gave up her life that you should live. How could you just stop up a Kaddish like that? So he says, I didn't know my mother. She never held me. She never kissed me. I never spoke to her. I never saw her. How do you expect me to have feelings for her? In a similar vein, we have the same problem with the Beis Amigdash. We never saw the Beis Amigdash. Yet, the Bain Shalom was Shaifi Hamosoi. He vented his anger on the Beis Amigdash rather than us. So basically, the Beis Amigdash was destroyed so that we can be alive. So the same thing, why can't we cry for the, for the destruction of the base of names? There says, we never saw the base of names, we never experienced it. It's very hard to cry for something that we never experienced. Yet, state, there seems to be an obligation that we have to cry. So, how do we bring ourselves to cry in Tishabov? What should be the approach? And what is it all about? So, there's a Gemara, everybody knows this Gemara, the end of the Sephus Marcus. The Gemara says that Rabbi Lozer, Rabbi Yeshua, and Rabbi Akiva, and Rabbi Gamliel, that's what we were going, and they heard, Koyo, the plate of the Rochach, maybe Esrimil. They heard that Koyo Hamuna shall roi me from 120 mil away. So they started to cry. Rabbi Akiva Mesachik. Come over to Rimatim Mesachik, come over to Rimatim Mesachik. So they said, Right, we shouldn't cry. They're, they're living it up, and we have a base. I mean, this was destroyed. So he said, That's why I'm going to so uh, he told them, listen, if that's what the Goyim are getting, a lot has come with the Kabbalah. So somebody asked the Kasha, Gaburcha, what's the problem? The Goyim aren't allowed to be happy. Not one of the Shevah Mitzvahs, but they know that they're not allowed to be happy. So what's the problem? The Goyim are being happy. What's the idea? The Territ says that we brought in the base of the 70 Purim so that the Goyim should be happy. It was because of the Shiva Pore Hachad that we brought Kenegad to Umas that they were Zoichet to Koltuv. And we brought them to sustain Umas So now that the base of is destroyed, Vosephus are living it up. What happened over here? How could it be that there's a Chorban and they're not, we're not davening for them and they're still having. Uh, so Rabbi Akiva said, oh, so if they're getting this even without the base of Mishtel Zachor, what we're going to get. Then you can imagine how much more is this chad. So then it says, famous came out of the base started to cry. So um, so he said, So um, so we so we told them, listen, I know that the Nebuah is going to come true, that one day, so if I see the Nebuah of Uriah uh, Koyin came true, right, uh, that um, they're going to, the be foxes running through the Koyinish the the future Nebuah is going to come to us. So, Agav, the Orach HaShulchan, he says over, that it's interesting that in the Haggadah we say, Meiser and Yaqib, Rabbi Lozer, Rabbi Leo, they all spent the Pesach in Bnei Brak. 
That's where Rabbi Akiva lived. They all lived in different places. What are they doing by their Talmud? These were all rebellion of Rabbi Akiva. Since when does the Rebbe go to the Talmud for the Seder? The Talmud goes to the Rebbe. Teret says, they said, now Rabbi Akiva is their Rebbe when it comes to understanding and the Chama for the Korban and, and the Shi'ifa for, for the Binyan Beisam Mikdash. <coughs> so Pesach it always comes out the same day as Tisha Right? So Mela, they felt that the Haskola, the Geula, is going to be Pesach because Pesach is always the same day as Shulis. And so he may taste me as Mitzrayim or end of life. So they said, oh, where's the best place to go to get ready for the Geula? If Pesach is the time, the Geula is going to come. That's going to be the Rabbi Akim because he taught us how to be Shoye for the Geula. So Mela, they went to Rabbi Akim. I'll go upon him. So you have to understand over here that Rabbi Akiva is not how the Shaila would be. If they wouldn't have, uh, if they wouldn't have cried, would he have laughed? Or he only laughed because they were crying. Well, what's going on over here? What is the, what happened over here by this Misa? And so, um, we also have to know that, um, we find that, uh, it says by Yimbiyohu that when they took the, the prisoners, from Eretz Yisrael, from Yushalayim, they walked them like 15 hours straight. They didn't let them stop for a second. The only time they stopped is at night when the Romans wanted to eat, when the Babylonians wanted to eat, so then the, the Yidin were able to cry. Until then they couldn't cry. The, 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 it was Radin understood, you can't let the Yidin cry. So Davin, who knows what's going to happen. So they walked them, they didn't stop, and they didn't let them rest for a second for 15 straight hours, till at the end. So Yermio followed them. Yermio, for some reason, was, the, you know, he, he was removed from the whole Misa, and so he followed them, and they, 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 they complained to him, you know, how are you leaving us? And he said, if he would have cried one tear before the Chorban, it wouldn't have happened. So they bet to play you and you're, listen, you cry by day and you'll cry by night. So the Shilohs, well, how can you schedule crying? Right? You know, person cries, it's an emotion. So how do you have scheduled crying? You cry at night, three o'clock, you'll cry, four o'clock, I'll cry. You know, plus the Pshat will be here. So um, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. The Kuzari brings them that um, when, when is the base of Midas going to be rebuilt? He says, we will have a yearning for the base of Midas. We will have a Sha'ifa to have a base of Midas. Then it will be rebuilt. So he asks, what do you mean? We daven every day. Right? He says, we're not really... Yeah, we go through the motions. We daven like you daven it up. But he says, it's like, you know, it's like birds chirping. Right? It's not really... I mean, I'm sure there's people that daven with kavona, but he's saying, but Lamais is felt by Claudius Troll, that real yearning for the Gula. When that will happen, and so uh, to understand, so now to, to get to, to get to the, the Siba, there's a Misa in Shmuel days. In Shmuel days, the Misa is that when David was the, the, the whole Misa with Bathsheba, so he had a child from Bathsheba. So, by Yom 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 Y
that could be where it's the Fadish, but he says that the real first time is when a Kodesh separated the Mayim Al-Yoyinim and the Mayim Atachtoinim. The Mayim Atachtoinim cried. So he said, why should we be down here in this uh, terrible world? We want to be up by Hashem. We want to be close to Hashem. So um, the Mayim Atachtoinim are called Mayim Boisim. That they cried. They had to be separated from Hashem. And they tried to raise up, raise themselves up, and Hashem pushed them down. So Hashem said, okay, listen, in order to placate you, you will have a mitzvah of Yisuch HaMayim and Sukkot. So they said, Sukkot is only seven days. What about the rest of the year? He says, okay, we'll give you salt on this beach. So from the rivers, you can get water from Yisuch HaMayim, and from the oceans, you get salt. And so this placated the waters that they have, the ability to be under this beach. So... Um, but uh, you see the waters still have this because this yearning to be close to Hashem. When the waves come close to the shore, they rise up. Sometimes they rise up very high and higher and higher, and then they smash down, right? They're still yearning to be to climb up to be close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So the first time you see Bechia, Bechia represents this Ishtaykikus, this yearning, this wanting to be close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So if that's the Pshat, so, when we talk about Eish Lifkois, and Rashi says this is Tishabov, the Bechia is not a Bechia that I'm crying necessarily because the Beis Hamikdash was destroyed. But I'm crying because I have a yearning to be close to Hashem. It's like uh, a kid goes to camp and he's homesick, right? So, why is he crying if he's crying? Because he wants to go home, right? He misses his parents. So there's a hishtaykikus. You know, we should be homesick to be, we want to be close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We're yearning for this closeness to HaKadosh Baruch Hu that we don't have anymore. But we want that. There's a feeling within every Yiddish heart that so my world, author, I want to be closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And so this is the Yisrael Boreham that you have to have a hishtaykus. Tishabod is a time that we have to bring out from within ourselves the tears to cry for we want the Beis Hamikdash because that means a closeness to Hashem. When they did went to the Beis Hamikdash, there was such a hiskalus of, of the Rabbi Mishalayim. Your mamish could touch it. Even the Umas Oilam understood that. Right? So that they asked when Esther Hamalka came to Achashverosh, she said, "Achatzi Hamalchus v'Seios." So for him say that what he meant was you can have whatever you want, but not the Beis Hamikdash. I'm not rebuilding the base on Mikdash. So the Shaila is, why would he think that she would want the base on Mikdash? He thought that, you know, Esther appeared to everyone like she was one of theirs. So he thought she was, uh, you know, she was a Persian. So why would she be interested in the base on Mikdash? The terrorist is that the Goyim knew, Shlomo Melch was mispalel, that if a Goyim comes to the base on Mikdash and is mispalel, Hashem answers him. So they knew you have a problem, you go to the temple, and you pray, and Hashem will answer you. And that's the way it worked. The yid came, a guy came from Afghanistan, and he said, my donkey is sick. He had a refuel. Right? That's the way it was. So the Goyim knew this was this magical place. Right? When, when uh, the Vukhad Metzar had a dream, and he didn't know what his dream was, 
So um, the second parent, Daniel, he has a dream, and he forgets his dream, and he tells his wise men to tell me the dream. He said, we can't tell you the dream, because you, we no, not shy for anyone to know the dream. So they said, the there is no one in the world who can tell you your dream. So Chazal not the They said to him, "There is no claim of the tumim that can answer your question." So he says, "You idiots! You told me to destroy the base of Migdash, and now you're telling me I don't have the opportunity to find out my dream because I destroyed it." So then he said, "Okay, kill all the wise men." Right? So uh, they went around killing all the wise men in, in uh, Al Koponim. So this was the base of Migdash. You, you felt it. So comes out when Rabbi Akiva was walking with these people and they cried because they said the Mokim with the Kodesh HaKadoshim Shua and they're crying, Rabbi Akiva said, aha, if you're crying that means that they're still shy to rebuild the Beis HaMikdash. You can only cry for something that still exists. The Shtoyke kiss can only be to something that exists. If it's dead, you can't cry. Hey, Barzei, if there's still a base on Migdash, now I know that the Nebu is going to come true. Avoid Yeshu Zekein and Zekein is the Kodesh Yishalayim. So that's what Rabbi Akiva was menachim them. So that's what we have to, uh, we, we have to understand. The, 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 the side of Tisha B'Av is his man to have a Hishtoyke kiss through crying, through Bochay Sifka Balayla, that we have to be in that crying with the crying from Mashiach to closest to Kodesh Baruch and that's what it's about. It's brought down Chaim Bolozhin, I have some word of the Kikasha. Chaim Bolozhin adds that it says in the Pesach that Eilu Bekudei HaMishkan Mishkan Eilis, that Kodesh Baruch took both Bote Yikdoshes as like a mashkin for the Chatoi Mekai, so it was Mishkan or Eilis that he took him as a mashkin. Frekel Chaim Bolozhin says you can't take as collateral you can't take away something that's, that's your nefesh and so it says uh, that uh, so Tzien is how do you take away the base of Nigvash when we'll feel that it's base Chayenu we'll get it back but as long as we don't feel that it's based Chayin, we won't get it back. That's the that's the Tanya. The the word the famous what the Chavetz Chaim used to say about the Briska Road, about the Beis Alevi. Beis Alevi was uh, a rov in in Slutsk, and they threw him out of town because he was too tough with the you know the modern people, and so he went to Varsha. In Varsha, they wanted to make him the rub, and again, the, uh, the Maskeel and put up a whole site. It couldn't be the rub. So, the, so the basically, he said, I've had it. You know, forget about the Rabbonus. I'm just teaching, writing my swarm. I'll have to need them. I don't need this. Then a delegation came from Brisk, and they wanted to see the rub. So he said, Nothing doing. I'm finished with the Rabbonus. They sent another delegation. And he said, That's not Negea. I'm finished with the Rabbonus. They sent a third delegation. And we told the same thing. That third. So one push of the yid in the allegation says, but Rebbe, there's 20,000 yidin brisk that are waiting for you. He said, 20,000 yidin are waiting for me? So he says to his wife, Zelda, we're going to brisk. You can't, if 20,000 people are waiting, you can't disappoint 20,000 yidin. Zakta Chafetz Chaim, the Melech HaMashiach is as sensitive as Rabbi Yashaber. If he knew that we were waiting for him, the way the Yidden and Brisk are waiting for the base of Levi, Mashiach would be here also. Elamai, 
You don't have that much of a shleikikus for Mashiach. You need, you need to have a Zahir shleikikus to bring Mashiach. That was the Taina. So I just want to, to voice it, just uh, first of all, there's a, a posuk in, in um, Shira Shirim. There's a Havyani Amelech Hadorov Nogilo Benismachabach. So on that, there's a Yalkut. The Yalkut brings down that there was a couple that was married for about 10 years and they didn't have children. So they went to Rabbi Shimon by Yechoi and they said, you know, we want to separate because we want to have children. So he said to them, okay, but the same way you got married with a Suda, you should separate with a Suda. So make a Suda, make a big party, and then that'll be it. So they made a beautiful party and the husband is drinking and he's in a good mood and he says to his wife, listen, you can take whatever you want back to your father's house. Whatever you want, it's yours, you take it back to your father's house. So slowly but surely the husband drinks enough, he falls asleep and she tells the servants, take the bed with my husband and bring it to my father's house. So in the morning he wakes up, he says, where am I? And so she says, you're in my father's house. She says, what am I doing here? So she says, you said to me, I can take something I want and bring it. There's nothing in the world I want more than you. So they go back to Shimon Yechoi. And he says, I'm going to daven and you'll have children. And so they stayed married and daven for them and they had children. right? And so they say over Madoch if this lady said, there's nothing in the world and through that, Rabshimichai was able to be Poyal Yeshuas, that the key to children which Hashem has was given to Rabshimichai, Allah has come to come if we would say in Golis Rabbanisham, that we want more than you, Rabbanisham would bring Mashiach also. We just have to have that level of Rishtaikikus to Mashiach. So, um, we have just a minute or two on the share that if you look in the Gemara, by Kamsa, by Kamsa, that Sugya, so the Gemara says over that Yoichen and Zakai snuck out of the Yishalayim and he went to the <laughs> And so the whole this patient was obviously very moved by Rabbi Yoichen and Zakai. So he gave him three wishes. So Rabbi Yoichen and Zakai asked for three things. He said, first of all, the Tzadik has been fasting for 40 years that there shouldn't be a Chorbi. He needs a doctor. He was supplying with a doctor. No problem. He said, you know, it's the custom of the Romans to kill out the family of the president or the governing body. I'd like you to spare the family of the Nasi. Or of Shin Megamliel. He okay. And then he said, So... You know, he sort of camouflaged the Kasha to Yavna by asking for a doctor. So he didn't realize the depth of what he wanted, so he got that. So I once heard from Rebella Boyne that um, if you want to rebuild Kalal Yisrael, you need these three Yisraelis. He says, first of all, you need doctors. What does it mean you need doctors? You need to care for each other. There has to be this feeling about each other that we care for each other. And that's part of the first step to rebuilding is there has to be this access with each other, this caring for each other. I, uh, I just recently saw a Misa that there was a, a younger man, his name was Rabdinko. And 
um, he was living in, in Eretz Yisrael, but not in the Haredi neighborhood. And he finally was able to pull it together and he was able to move closer to the yeshiva. And he got a house in a Haredi neighborhood. So we went to Shlemazal and gave him the good news. And Mazalman said, Oh, that's my Mishnah Simcha. I have to come to your house and drink a Lachayim. So I made up at 4 o'clock, he's going to come to the house to drink a Lachayim. So the guy couldn't understand because actually Mazalman, every second of his life was precious. But, okay, 4 o'clock, they were ready. The house was, you know, boxes all over the place, but the dining room table, there was a special Shabbos take a tablecloth, and there was a little bit of wine and some cake. So Mazalman came in, and, uh, you know, he drinks a lachai, and he says, let me see the kitchen. So they take him to the kitchen. Oh, very nice, very nice. I like the way you have it set up. I'm just a layout. It's beautiful. And you have eating space. And, oh, very good. Let me see the living room. And, you know, he takes him around the house like he's doing the biggest comments. He goes into every room, every part of the house. He has something nice to say about every room. And so, uh, finally, before he leaves, the, the younger man says, Rebbe, I know your time is precious. Every second I use ice cream, you needed to go around my house like most bachelors. He says, listen, by the Litvaks, Ayn Har is not, they're not too nervous about Ayn Har. But by Uns and Yerushalayim, you make a big deal about Ayn Har. Especially Viber, especially women are very nervous about it. He says, I want to be the first person to see your house and to keep every room at home in place. Because people come and everyone has something nasty to say. Uh, you know, I don't like the layout of the kitchen and the color scheme is horrendous and who knows why the way they get this carpet, you know, it's a luscious thing. And, you know, I didn't know you liked vomit color, you know. So everybody has their critique. I want to be the first one to see it. If I give it an eye and tell you that's lawful. So he had the sensitivity, understood this is the way to. So this was a caring for another year that that was, it was vomished by him, that was the, the first thing. And then you have to know the family of the Nossi is the Pshat. You have to have a pride in being a year. The Nossi represents the Shtols, the pride of Klau Yisrael. And the person has to have that, uh, that pride in being the Yid. It was a Misa with uh, one of the Kantanistim that, that managed to survive the 25 years of torture. And he came out and he remained the Yid. And he got married, but he was mamish a professional amorit, right? He didn't know anything. But he would go to the shear. And his wife wanted him to help out at home, and he said, I'm going to the shear. And so she, the, the, she went to the room and said, he doesn't understand a word. Sitting here by your shear every day for a state garnish. He can help me in the business, whatever, tell, talk to him. So the Rav says, you've got to go to the shear. If you're not understanding, he says, Rebbe, when I was in the army, you wanted to prove you were a good soldier. You had to know the names of the generals, the corporals. The, you had to know the name of everybody. You had to know the czar's wife, his children. He says, I may not know the Nisachas, but I want to be a good soldier. I want to know the Yekiva of Tarshim, the mayor of Elozor, the Yeshua. I want to know the Papa of Eva, Rovin, Rovin, Abai. I want to know the soldier and the general, because I want to be a good soldier. That's a pride in Yiddishkeit. That you may not be really proud of a certain shtolz that you have. It's been a yid, it's been a ben You have to have a shtolz of pride. It is. And finally, right? said, you give me Yavne and I will build. Fez and Barcelona and Mir and Shanghai, I will build Kesser Torah. I will take care of everything. I will give you Claudius Yisrael.
right? But you can't live without Torah. You have to have Torah. And so these are the three things that you need to rebuild Klal Yisrael. And um, if we have that in Yitz Hashem, we care for each other, we're there for each other, we have a pride, and Hishleitikus, that we should be zoichet, that finally Mashiach should come, and uh, not just we shouldn't have our tsaras, but we should have a dveikus with a kodesh And if we yearn for that dveikus and that cure, yet Hashem, if not this year, but next year, we'll be there at Yisrael.